Hey there, welcome to Beauties and Banter, a lifestyle podcast where we are relevant, witty, and opinionated. Okay, y'all, the banter is brewing. It's time to sip some tea, so let's get into it. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. (laughs) How are you? I am absolutely wonderful. How are you? Good. Happy Sunday. Blessed to be alive. So no complaints on my end. Amen to that. I feel the same. I cannot complain. (laughs) Got a little inspiration this morning. Listen to my favorite uh, speaker's sermon from T.D. Jakes. And then my good old friend and your buddy, Joel Osteen. Hey, Joel. Hey. (laughs) So inspiring. <laughs> like the buddies. Right. I always end up in a better mood after I listen to one of his messages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what's giving you life this week? Girl, what's giving me life is November 6th voting. I can't wait to vote. I cannot wait to vote. I cannot wait to vote. I'm going to agree with you. That is what is giving me life this week as well, too. Um... Everybody, under the sound of our voice, <laughs> make sure you go out and vote on Tuesday, November 6th. Doesn't matter who you vote for. We just want you to exercise your right to vote. Yes, because it's a privilege and a right. And if we don't, you know, we just have to accept what is 45, for an example. <laughs> well... He's already in place because of a result of not enough people voting because they felt like it wasn't going to make a difference and people, it does make a difference. And I know this system is jacked up and you, we feel like it doesn't matter, but too many people, I think, take that attitude and then you end up with a large amount of people who just don't vote. And so imagine if, even if you feel that way, if you just still went in there begrudgingly and still <laughs> casted a ballot, you just never right. know what can be done. I think we saw that in the 2008 election with President Barack Obama. You know, what would that year voter turnout was like 98% for African Americans? Man, it was crazy. And just imagine if that did not happen, you know, he probably would not have been elected. You know, although non-black people did vote for him it was definitely the black vote that pushed him over so i say your vote does count you know i know a lot of people don't feel that way but i i think it does and even if you feel you vote the right people in there politicians are going to be politicians but vote and besides that auntie oprah and our forever president barack obama are telling us too i know it was so good seeing them out on the campaign trail in Georgia this week. Um, And I think it's so exciting that Stacey Abrams is running for governor in Georgia. And if elected, she would be the first black woman to be the governor of any state. Go ahead and do that. Go do it. Go do it. Go vote. Go vote. So she brought out the big guns. She had Oprah knocking... Oh, now y'all had me laughing on social media because people were under the comments every time somebody was posting that time out. Oprah better not knock on my door asking me to vote. She better have a check in her hand. And- <laughs> 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 I 
Like, girl, I'm voting. Where's the check? Right. <laughs> I'm voting, now pay me. Right. It's, it was funny seeing the couple of reactions I saw. I don't know what I would do if Oprah was at my door. Wait. She would be in my house. I would just be like, come on in and have a seat. Let me get you something to eat. Um, let me give you something to drink. I mean, we would just have a conversation. I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I don't care what security is outside. <laughs> They're not going to get past me. They She coming inside and we going to sit down. I would just be in shock. Like, you just a regular day like right now if I, if I had a knock on my door I'd be like hold on girl let me pause this recording and if I walked over there and it was Oprah or Obama honey you gonna hear the screams in the background and I probably would pass out <laughs> or, big, or big sis Shelly <laughs> yes any of those too I will Is she out there campaigning too she not messing around she like look here we have to vote we do, yes. So the time has come. These are the midterm elections. Make sure you know where your polling place is. Make sure you know what time the polls open and close. And I think it should be known that a lot of people say, well, I'm working. That is actually something that your job has to allow you time to do. Mm-hmm. So say it again for the people in the back. Your job is mandated by federal law to allow you the opportunity to vote. So that means if you need to take an extended lunch, a longer break, come in late, communicate with your management that you have to vote and they are supposed to allow you an opportunity to do that. So nothing should stand in your way, even work. And one thing I found, I don't know if I can find it really quickly because I, um, there was this website that I found that was pretty cool for those of, of us who haven't voted, who's going to vote on that day. Here it is right here. It's called BallotReady.org, mm-hmm. and this is really cool because you can put in your zip code and get an example of a ballot, and you can see who you want to vote for. Because one of the things that I struggled with um, a couple of years ago is saying, who are these judges that I'm voting for? I don't know these people. So I don't know many. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but I'm voting them in or not voting. I'm not having a voice. So it really made me uncomfortable, and I was like, there has to be something that's out there. Yeah. Well, lo and behold, there's BallotReady.org that will give you a sample um, voting card for you to go through and figure out who these people are. It has links as well, too, where you can click on each person and go to their website and see what they're all about, which I think is pretty cool. Yep, yep. I used that in the last midterm elections that we had, and it was super helpful because you're right, and... You got all these judges and district attorneys and comptrollers, and I'm like, who are y'all? Right. <laughs> so it's very, um, very important. So, okay, we'll be done preaching about that. But Tuesday, November the 6th, get out and vote. Go make a difference. <laughs> so speaking of, we'll just like keep rolling with the hot topic. So voting is a hot button issue this week and speaking of oprah i was watching the own network yesterday (sighs) what's the big sigh about renee man auntie O, can we talk can you just come here for a second (laughs) can you just listen to what i'm saying i can't watch the own channel because i don't have cable and you can only stream it if you have cable i have a fire stick and i have a smart tv 
So I should be able to stream own. I would pay for it still. It's not like I'm going to get it for free. Oh. I'm still going to pay for the service. I just need you to make that available. Can you help your your um, niece out? I'm just asking. So here I am in my Oprah voice. Honey child, just get cable. Because <laughs> that's what she would tell you. Well, why can't you just get cable, honey? Because I'm saving my coins. It's $200 to get cable versus less than $100 to have everything else. Well, I'm getting my coins too. And the only <laughs> way we get our coins. You don't need no more coins. You can pay for my cable. How about that? Okay, DM me your address. <laughs> I wish it was that simple. Wouldn't that be cool? Girl, you should tweet her. Oprah do be replying to people on Twitter when they be saying crazy stuff. <laughs> okay. I might have to. <laughs> like, uh, oh, Auntie O, I really want to watch this great programming that you have because it is great programming. Um, but I can't add cable into my budget. Can you help us right. out? I promise I'll do reviews of every show. <laughs> every show. <laughs> well, I somehow get suckered in the cable. It seems like all the time in these contracts that I can't get rid of. So I do have the own channel. And this week were a couple of great programs. So one is called Ready to Love. And it's created by Will Packer who did Girls Trip and Think Like a Man 1 and 2. And it's hosted by Nephew Tommy. And it's a really cool concept because they're tackling dating in Atlanta, which African-American people say is one of the hardest cities to date in for a lot of reasons that we won't go into. Um, But it's just one of those, one of those cities, right? But what I really love about it is everybody on the show is mature. So everyone is like 35 and up. Um, and this is like grown people dating and they're all ready for love and have just felt like they can't find it. And so it's a little different because they don't put them all in a house together. When you think of like the Bachelorette shows or like the Married at First Sight or those like flavor of love type of shows these people are like going home every day living their lives um and then they on their own have to initiate plan the dates um nephew tommy is the host so they'll coordinate and he'll say okay michael this week you need to go on a date with renee toya and sally right and they have different meetup groups meetup times rather but I like that because it's kind of like showing them in their normal element. Like one girl was like, I got to work late, so I can't make the date. But the whole concept is that each uh, week, because I think it was like a six or eight week thing, they have to eliminate so many people. Um, so it started with more women than men because that's the whole concept in Atlanta is that there's all these women and not enough men. And so the women, the first two weeks had to say okay we want these two guys gone and in the end you end up with like six people three couples and you know seeing like who's gonna make it what i really love are a few things one back to auntie O. hey girl i know you're listening you (laughs) you assembled a nice array of chocolate men honey for this (laughs) show i mean 
I have to agree. Sure wish I could see it. You know what, girl? Let me see if I can drop you my password or something to the right. to the online cable login. Shh. Um, nice. Go out on social media. Even if you can't watch it, go out on social media. Follow the hashtag. They all tweet. And actually, the first episode is on YouTube. I just remembered okay. that. On the OWN Network channel. So OWN published the first episode. So you got to check it out. Anyway, nice looking men, nice looking women. Like I said, all very mature working. And this last episode, what I really liked about it is that it was now time for the men to decide which women weren't going to move forward. And nephew Tommy forced them to confront the women and share how they really feel that, hey, I'm not interested. You know, none of the guys left seem to be interested. You're great. And keep it moving. Because what tends to happen, and nephew Tommy called this out, and Renee, you can jump in here as a woman, sometimes men will mislead you. And what I can say, yeah, and what I can say about these women, whether you agree with it or not, some of them are very assertive. So a couple of the women have let it be known, I'm interested in you, boo, you my number one pick, how you feeling about me? And the men are like placating them. They're not telling them the truth. and, And you know, they were telling Tommy, we don't want to hurt their feelings. And I know men who do this in real life. I'm sure you've experienced that. So um, I loved him calling them to the carpet saying you're giving women false hope. But this is all part of, in a sense, preparing them for healthy relationships and love. And also, you know, let's keep it real. We're all grown here. Stop leading people on. It's just not right. Like yep. you're setting up false expectations of what the for that other person and then people end up with hurt feelings and wonder why people go into relationships hurt Mm -hmm. because they have this baggage that unnecessary baggage at that right they're carrying on and bringing into the next thing because they don't know what if that person really likes them or really doesn't yeah yeah you're right a lot of people come in with trust issues and all of that hurt from rejection and confusion you know because what ends up happening you mislead a woman, you dangle the carrot in front of her enough, and then you ghost on her because you were really never interested anyway, and she's thinking, man, I really thought we had something, etc. So I like the spin that they have on it. It's uh-huh. it's good, you know. What are some of the, what do you think some of the dating struggles like people in our age group have as it relates to that? Because I do think it's different when you're dating in your 20s. And when you're dating, when you're more midlife. Yeah, I think that that's definitely part of it is people just being honest with one another. People get scared of hurting somebody's feelings. They um, just don't know how to be honest. And consistency is the big thing for me. Like, I've seen a lot of guys that are very inconsistent. Like, you say that you want all these things. And you talk a good game, but your actions are something different. And they say that to believe a guy um, in what he shows you. No, in what he says and not in what he shows you all the time. But if you're saying all these things and you aren't doing them, that just doesn't make sense to me. See, I've always been confused by that because some people will say, and I believe in, you need to believe what he does and not what he says. Because Mm -hmm. some men talk a good game, but they can't back, back, backing it up. (laughs) (laughs) As your girl Cardi would say. <laughs> or as my girl Beyonce would say, 
he talk like that because he can back it up, you know? <laughs> so I actually believe in action over words. I have had men tell me everything I want to hear, but have been unable to show it to me. And then I've had men that are showing it to me and maybe it's just they have a hard time expressing it, but I see it. I see their love in action. I see their interest in action by calling, by making plans versus talking to me about all this stuff you want to do. And then when the weekend rolls around, you're MIA. Right. Then you're in a relationship by yourself. Okay. And how many times? Oh, that is a good one. So... They touched on that too, because one of the girls admitted to being like a side chick in a sense when she was really the main chick. She said she was dating a pro athlete and because again, knowing Atlanta, knowing more women than men, she almost accepted the fact that he had other women, that he had a high sex drive and she wasn't going to be able to keep up with that. So she was his main girl, but then she also played the side role. No, ma'am. And this went on for three years and she was like, oh, I never got the commitment. And she admitted that like it literally just ended like two months before, you know, the taping of the show. But that's somebody was like, but was that ever really a relationship, you know, or women who get caught up in. I haven't went to see it yet, but the movie Nobody's Fool came out this weekend And I was listening to the Breakfast Club interview with Tika Sumter and Amari Hardwick. And I know the premise of it is this girl who like gets catfished, you know, because she's fell in love with the idea of this person, just phone messages and email and hasn't really met them. So how many women fall in love with just the text messages a guy sends and he never takes them out or anything. And you think you're in a relationship with the potential of it all. Yes. You think you're in a relationship or you think, yeah, you're in one, a guy that has potential and you're thinking he's going to be all these things and he hasn't even done it yet. So I like that the show tackles some of that. Well, bravo to um, OWN and I would say I would give them a standing ovation if they would just let me stream, but that's, you know, I'm just going (laughs) to let that go. Oh, don't be bitter. (laughs) (laughs) Just call me bitter, Betty. (laughs) Well, also, not to continue the bitterness, but after that show went off, the the premiere of Michelle Williams from Destiny's Child, Chad Loves Michelle, reality show came on. So, so we've talked about Michelle on the show before, right, Renee? Mm -hmm. We talked about her engagement and waiting on the one, um, and... Recently, she opened up about having to check herself into a facility for mental health and depression. And so that's how the show opened. It covered their engagement, and then it went right from the engagement to her post-treatment and them dealing with everything. So I just thought it was great to see her open up and to see, like, the real struggles that they have. She apparently has called off their engagement a couple of times. And like she said, not because she felt that they were having too many problems in the relationship or not because her fiance, Chad, had did something wrong, simply because she was feeling like she wasn't good enough, you know, because of her struggles with depression and because of some of her 
issues with worthiness. It was just like, I can never be what this man expects me to be. She said she would like look down at her ring and be like, I don't deserve this. But the interesting thing, I mean, even though I haven't seen the show, Auntie O, uh, (laughs) (laughs) the good thing is, is that it's good that she's sharing that because I think a lot of women feel that way. But the interesting thing about that is that he, um, that's not why he asked to marry her. Mm -hmm. He asked to marry her because he felt like she was worthy of being his wife. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we take you know, we see how we are in our current situation or current stage in life and we beat ourselves up and we don't give ourselves enough credit. So I'm glad that she's sharing that side of her life so that other people who are struggling with that can see too. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I think that happens a lot. You know, even if it's not an engagement, you can meet the right guy and start dating um, I know women that talk about experiencing that this guy is so nice. He pays for everything and this, 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 and I just don't feel worthy of it, you know? Um, cause I think so many times we've experienced things early on that is told, have told us that we're not worthy or we've dealt with immature men where we've had to prove our worth to them over and over. Um, and so when that does come along, it's difficult to deal with what I did love about it is that Chad is very committed to walking her through that process to still being there. His commitment to her hasn't changed, but they did say that they have postponed their wedding and they don't have a wedding date. But that's good because that just shows his commitment and Mm -hmm. showing her that she is worthy. He's like, I'm showing you that you're worthy. I'm showing you that I'm committed to you, that I'm not going anywhere in spite of, what you're going through, I'm going to go through with you and help you through this. Yep. And ultimately, he said he wants them to have a strong marriage. And in order for that, she needs to be healthy and strong. Their partnership needs to be healthy and strong. And so he doesn't want to rush it. And so it's very much a, I'm not going anywhere, but we got to continue to work this through in counseling so that when we do finally get married, I know it's going to be good. Like, he spoke about being very concerned for her health, not just her mental health, but as a result of her depression and the medicine she's on, you know, she's lost weight and making sure she's drinking enough water and working out. Like he wants her to get that together. Um, she seems to have a couple like anger issues that she definitely admitted to. Um, and they get into arguments a lot because of that. She feels he has priority issues. So her fiance is like, a chaplain for the Pittsburgh Steelers and then runs his own ministry and he comes from a big family. And so she expressed feeling like those things are priority over their relationship too. You know, I just think I'll admit, I was really like, I don't know. This maybe seems kind of like boring or like stage, but I will say, I think it's good to see like the real struggles that people go through, even celebrity couples And that even what looks picture perfect, because it is, it was like they pray for each other. They're waiting to have sex until marriage. So you think, oh, everything's perfect. And it's not. (laughs) Because it's perfect except for God. So let's just start there. And (laughs) yeah, and similar to the other show, this is a 40-year-old man and a 37-year-old woman who, you know, 
are mature and when you get to that age it's just difficult trying to bring two people together because they've been single all their you know you're you're single until you marry in my yep. opinion mm-hmm. so they've been single for such a long time that they've got to bring their individual lives and unite them together that's hard within itself so that's it for the own shout outs um but two yeah, I- I guess I'll live vicariously through through you and uh, my online favorite couple, the Ellis's. Hopefully, they'll talk about it, too. <laughs> what are they up to? They've been doing their little black love show, uh, Couch Conversations, on YouTube. Mm. So, it's really cool what they're doing. Um, they have, like, this, they have a YouTube channel, and they've taken black love online <clears throat> and talk, and they have conversations with different couples. And they also host uh, meetups as well, too. I guess you can kind of call them meetups or, or something like that, where people come and they do a Black Love uh, live show. Oh, like yeah. a mini summit or a workshop or panel? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Essence is heavily involved in that, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we talked about them a couple of weeks ago because the Ellis's also hosted that Black Love Gala mm-hmm. that Essence sponsored. Yep. Cool. So hopefully they'll get on the chat and Michelle Bandwagon and uh, what's the other show? Ready to Love. The Ready to Love show. I can see. Somebody help me out. <laughs> <laughs> no, what's going to happen is they're going to end up with a TV show and they're going to take it right to own and you're going to be stuck again. <laughs> shows that cable companies need to start offering a la carte type of packages or something yes like you said you'd be willing to pay probably a nice amount for just that channel even though you don't want to pay the 200 some dollars for cable yeah i mean i get all of my stuff i have you know all these different things that i have that i can get that is less than cable cable they they pirate <laughs> they, I mean, they literally are taking all of your money and stealing it from you because they're forcing you to be into a contract, and yeah. then they raise the prices after that contract is up, and you forget, and then you end up paying all this money because you didn't renew your contract. Just like uh, the cell phone company, same thing. Oh, but see, I don't forget. And then what you need to do <laughs> is call them and threaten to leave, and they just give you a new offer, girl. Yeah, they do. They do. That's how I got right now. My cable and my Wi Fi is $95. And I got on and all of that because when I was moving, I acted like I wasn't going to like stay with them. And they were like, oh, well, we've got this special offer. And they sent me a $200 Visa gift card. Hey, who's that? ATT UVerse. Okay, see, I might have to get with ATT uh-huh. UVerse. I was with DirecTV, and I was in a contract, and it was a 24-month contract, so I was locked and loaded, and you're right, it was like close to like $150, but when I moved, if DirecTV is not available in your new place, which for my apartment, we can't have satellites, it wasn't, they have to release you from the contract, so they knew I was released from the contract. And I was like, all right, bye. And they were like, well, well, you can do UVerse and we've got this special. And I'm like, what's the numbers looking like? So speaking of love, I 
found something that's very interesting um, in Hot Topics. Tiny's and T.I.'s daughter, Zanique, she regrets her eye color surgery. Somebody mm -hmm. asked her about it online, and she was saying, you know what? I really regret doing this. She was like, it's not worth you getting it because uh, someone was interested in getting it themselves. She said she's done her research, and she was going to go to another country and get it done. And she's like, I, I would never recommend it to anybody. Mm. And she said it wasn't the best experience that she had. And the, I guess she's having some problems with her eyes. And she said her eyes have been bothering her, which her doctor told her that she would. And a side effect can also be going blind. But she didn't say that she was going blind or anything like that. She was just saying that that's another side effect to it. So she regrets having that. And I found that that was very interesting. Um, so what did she do? She, I knew her. I knew Tiny had some type of surgery that made her eyes gray. What did the the daughter did the same thing? Yeah, they had eye implants. Oh, they did it like together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't. I didn't know the daughter. I saw something about that on social media this week, but I didn't realize that the daughter had did it too. Mm hmm. Yep. They both did it, and they both. I think they're both gray or or like a silver. Kind yeah, of color. well, tiny's is are gray. Mm hmm. Yeah, and so they both had that done, and she was like, I would not recommend this to anybody. And that's like so interesting. Like these celebrities, and not just celebrities, a lot of people struggle with the way that something looks or the, the new, what our old coach would say, Donna, she would say, the new thing that's shiny and new is shiny and new. Ooh, shiny and new. Let me go for it. Yeah. I'm definitely guilty shiny and new and trying to do something but it's more so in different people or different things that I see out there that I want to do that shiny and new and just go after it instead of like butt implants or something like that and I was watching my one of my guilty pleasures which was Black Ink mm -hmm. and Black Ink New York they were saying about one of the members on there she got butt implants before she got her teeth fixed and I was like ooh dang they were like her priorities are all wrong okay <laughs> So I just find it interesting. Were her teeth really people, bad? Yeah, they're, they're kind of like she has like they're kind of crooked at the bottom and there's a big gap. Mm -hmm. and There's stuff going on at the bottom and the top. Um, but they're not like super duper bad, but she, they're kind of bad. Um, anywho, it's just interesting that people go and get these things done and don't really weigh out all the risks for them. But I'm glad that she spoke up and said something and spoke the truth. Yeah. Like, Kay Michelle regretted getting her butt implants because mm -hmm. she had so many health problems with it. Yeah. Yeah. Any type of surgery like that is scary. I don't know what the eye thing is about. That just sounds weird to me. Right. I'm like, if they can do all that, why can't they give people that are blind new eyeballs? Whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I've always, when I was younger, I wish I was like, oh, I wish my eyes were brown or I wish they were more hazel. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't, would never. Just get I you some color contacts. Never. Right, exactly. <laughs> and I never wanted to do that either because I was like, if I don't need contacts, then why should I get them? I mean, I, I wear them now, but I would never want to have something that doesn't really represent who I, who I was or who I am. Yeah. I don't want to change my appearance that drastically. Yeah. Yeah, I used to have color contact, and I mean, I know people who are still grown wearing them, 
you know, just because they like having the lighter colored eye, you know, like a chestnut brown or hazel, like you were saying. I definitely, <laughs> oh God, I have to find this picture. When I went to my junior prom, I had this forest green dress and then I had green contacts. <laughs> oh my God, you got to do Thursday. I have done it on my personal before. I'll have to send it and we post it on the beauty's banter because I forgot all about that phase <laughs> in life where I would go from hazel to green. And I'm like, what is my black self doing wearing green eyes? But that was the thing back then. You know, as an adult, I would never change my eye color because I'm like content with who I am. But if I were to do it, it would be more like a brown. It was like, everybody know your real eyes ain't gray and green girls. Like, doing too much. (laughs) Team too much. Um, So as we wrap up Hot Topics, um, we can chat a little bit about Ariana Grande. So she put out a single this week called Thank You Next. And in it, she talks all about her exes. So Pete Davidson, who was her recent like whirlwind romance, 90 day fiance type of deal. They've broken off their engagement. Um, The rapper who passed away, Mac Miller, I guess that was one of her ex-boyfriends. And then she dated Big Sean. And it was another person she named in there, somebody named Ricky. I don't really follow her, so I don't know all of these people that she dated. But it was all about the lessons that she learned. And she was, in a sense, thanking them. She didn't dog them out, which I thought was kind of classy. And then she's talking about on to the next. You know, I don't know much about this little girl. Is she a little girl or is she a grown woman? How old is this baby? I think she's 20s. I don't know. That ponytail. Y'all know how I feel about that ponytail. I just. I want to say she's 15 every time I look at her because of that ponytail, but I guess she... Well, I think it's too because she's really short as well, too. Yeah. She's like 4'11 four, four or something like that. So she looks young with the ponytail and the shortness. So, I mean, girl, I guess, you know, she's giving me Taylor Swift vibes. Agreed. Uh, I think I've read her lyrics and... Um, I don't think the song is out yet, but she said, I thought I'd end up with Sean, but he wasn't a match. Mm. Wrote songs about Ricky. Now I listen and laugh. Even almost got married. And Pete, and for and for Pete, I'm so thankful. Wish I could say thank you to Malcolm because he was an angel. So that was really... So then what went wrong? So that's why I'm like, girl, uh, you the common denominator. <laughs> <laughs> Although I agree that we do learn something from every ex, like what is what is going on? You know, because from what I understand, Pete isn't the one who wanted to call off the engagement and you know, there was seemingly nothing wrong there. And I didn't know this Mac Miller guy, but people were saying how she ended that with him like, "So, sis, you okay, sis?" Like <laughs> Going back to season one. Right. You okay, sis? What you... And you know what? That's why I'm trying to gauge her age, right? Because she could just be so young. If if she is 23, like, 
then that makes sense, right? You're you're trying to like figure it out or whatever. And so maybe she sounds like a person that should take a break from dating. Going back to Taylor Swift, I don't think how these girls go through uh, men like Taylor Swift. Yeah, but that's what I was just about to say. It seems like she's been pretty quiet lately on the man front. For now. (laughs) It's been a minute though. I mean, sis was back to back. And listen, I can't talk either. But, you know, because <laughs> sometimes you just, you know, you got to keep the train moving. <laughs> but, How Auntie Wendy say it, the best way to get over somebody is to get under somebody else. You know what? I ain't even going <laughs> to say nothing to that. But that is what <laughs> Sister Williams <laughs> says. <laughs> I'm just saying. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm like, I don't know. I was reading something on social media where they were saying she was being a little shady because Pete Davidson made some little joke about their engagement on a promo for SNL. And Mm -hmm. she, Ariana, commented under the post something like, and I guess it was right before this album dropped because she said something like, I forgot what she said, but it was something to the fact of like, ugh, quit talking about us. And then it said, thank you, next. And then here you come with an album. So it's like, girl, how you gonna be shading him for trying to stay relevant talking about your relationship and you just put out a whole song? Well, that was her thing is that he wanted to think, kind of shield himself kind of back from the popularity popularity and being relevant of, of about the whole situation about being um, her fiance, yeah, and then maybe it was too overwhelming, and she's like, for somebody who's trying to not be relevant, you sure are staying in the spotlight. Mm. That was the whole thing about it. Well, for somebody who act like you don't want people all up in your relationship, Shirley's writing songs about it. <laughs> but and I haven't heard the Mariah Carey song either, but I guess I heard Mariah Carey has a song out now that's all about telling your exes to go somewhere or boy bye type of thing too oh yeah she does I, ha- I haven't I heard a little bit of it but it's like a curse word a major curse word or something like that in there I think it's like a f-bomb I think so and I'm like it's a slow song at that so that's what makes it funny to me like girl and I can't really take it seriously <laughs> Uh, we can't really take Mariah seriously no more in general, so this all sounds about right. <laughs> okay, y'all, that is it for our Hot Topics podcast. Um, Wait, we gotta add just one more thing in. Oh, what I forget? We can't forget about saying congratulations, even though she's not my favorite person, is Kenya Moore. Yes! Daily. Congratulations on delivering your little baby. Baby Daily, Brooklyn Daily, was delivered early Sunday morning. I saw that on the Instagrams. She is not my favorite person either, but I will say that I have really enjoyed following her journey um, because I know how open she's been about her struggles and infertility And I think it's great that she found love at her age and her baby. And um, it was close call. I know she talked about developing preeclampsia and that's why she had to go into the hospital. 
And I know she had to deliver the baby a little early. I don't think it was too too early to be determined premature, thank God. But it was definitely one of those, we have to get this baby out you now, more so for her own health. Because women yeah. women die uh, in, in preeclampsia very often, and, and the babies end up dying. So I was glad to hear that as well, too. So we won't get to see her on the new season of Real Housewives of Atlanta, though. It does premiere tonight. So, I mean, y'all know me. I'm a Real Housewives franchise person, so I will be watching, even if it is hate watching, <laughs> as they call it. <laughs> I'm going to go get my popcorn and my wine because can't, Scandal doesn't come on anymore. So I'm going to go and do this for, I'm going to take the tradition and move it on to Housewives. Yeah, and it should be interesting because you've got Candy back. You've got Greg and Nene, and I know they're going to be dealing with Greg's cancer. You've got Cynthia, and based on social media, she's all booed up with mm-hmm. some guy, and they're going to be on there. Porsche's having a baby, like we said. That came out of nowhere. Right, and I guess we're going to see that. If Shamia's still a friend of the show, she's having the baby. And then one of the new castmates is, Ronnie DeVoe's wife, and they had their twins. Eva's getting married. So it's going to be a lot of love and relationships. And I think everyone will have a good storyline, which is really unfortunate that Kenya wasn't on this because she actually now had a real storyline. Yeah, because I heard that Shamari, which is Ronnie DeVoe's wife, I heard that she is bout it, bout it. Uh-oh. And I heard Ronnie get a little bit into this, too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. I can't wait then. It's It's been time for some new flavor. She by Sheree and her joggers. Bye, girl. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why they asked her to come back. Phaedra is long forgotten about. And so I, I it'll be interesting. I don't know and how... Hello. I'm good on her. I don't really know how <laughs> I feel about Eva yet. So I don't know how long she'll be sticking around, but she's had enough of a storyline that she's willing to share to be around. Mm -hmm. And we are actually starting to get wives again. So (laughs) who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? Finally. (laughs) So that's it. We'll be tuning in to Housewives of Atlanta tonight, y'all. Don't forget to go out and vote on Tuesday. All right, so you know what to do. You can jump in on the conversation on social media, hashtag Beauties Banter. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Beauties Banter. And if you like this episode, you can pop over to iTunes and write us a review. And we'll talk to you all next week.